0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the up your confidence podcast. This will be a podcast conversation for and by women to equip, empower and elevate us to up your confidence every day to live our God given potential. And now here is your host.
1: Hello. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 25 of the Up Your Confidence podcast. I'm excited to be here again for another episode for the month of June. And this for this episode, we are going to talk about team and team dynamic. That's something that has been a lot of my mind, you know. So we're gonna dive into talk about team dynamics in your personal. In your professional, in your social life. And by the way, happy Pride Month, because June is Pride Month. And we'll be getting into how you can be a better ally, you know, a little bit later in the episode, because I think uh, that's uh, a way for uh, all of us to to celebrate Pride Month and acknowledge it, you know. So let's start with uh, professional, you know, on your professional side, because I think that is really where we do hear a lot about teamwork, because it's usually where we hear about teamwork, you know, Uh, so let's focus, you know, our first focus on teamwork is usually probably, where did you start hearing about teamwork the first time? It's probably uh, at school, doing your project, sharing and learning from others for assignment and project then you start working in a project and you mostly start working in group because your project is a collection of people working together. So you need uh, to be a good team player when you are in a team. You need to be able to act like a good team player, play as a good team player. So how do you manage to be a good team player? We didn't say great, just good for now while also performing your tasks uh, among your team member. So we're going to look at uh, this various way you can look at it. But my favorite one, because I love acronym, my favorite one is the three C of teamwork. So the first C is commitment. So we're going to dive into that. And and for each of them, actually, we're going to go through and, and try to understand how can we exhibit those characteristics. The second c is communication 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 and then the last c is collaboration right so let's dig in each of them let's start with commitment because i think that's a good place to start you have to be committed to the successor Uh, to the team's success as much as you are committed to your own success. So it's almost like, you know, you have to parallel your personal success with the team's success. And a good team player is somebody that brings positive energy to the team and want the team to win as much as they want to win as well. So you need to understand that the team win is your win as well. There's no I in team, but there shall be we in team. And that's really where, you know, the title of this podcast today and inspiration came from. Because I kept hearing people uh, when they're talking about, um, and that used to be a pet peeve of mine, you know, when they're talking about their personal, uh, people confuse it, you know, when they're talking about their personal uh, impact on a team that say, we, and then when they want to talk about what the team uh, did together, they say, I. So I like to get specific and say, which part of the team did you get involved in? But when we're talking about the team, we got to use the we, the collective we. So you need to be flexible. You need to be, take responsibility and be accountable for your action. That will show your team member more respect for you. And we'll talk about respect later, definitely. You also need to be flexible with your team, as I was mentioning. Not everyone, you gotta understand that not everyone will be at the same level, but you can proactively help support each other on this journey. And a positive attitude definitely helps. It makes you always available to help others and look at opportunity to learn and spend and elevate. And we always talk about elevate in this podcast, right? Because the goal of the Up Your Confidence podcast is really to empower, educate, and elevate you to up your confidence and live your God-given potential. So being a team player is super important to to really increase your confidence. So commitment to just, it's just like anything, you got to be committed to it. Sometimes, and you've seen memes out there where you are in the same boat with people but they're pulling the ball in the wrong direction. So commitment is really, we are pulling the ball in the right direction. And I'm going to bring the attitude, the energy, and the motivation to allow all of us to win. And you want people that bring positive and win attitude to, 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 to your team environment. Now, communication. Let's talk a little bit about communication because that's my favorite one. I think that can resolve a lot of problems that we have in the world right now. It's the most crucial characteristic because you have to constantly communicate with your team about everything so that there's no confusion, there's no gap, and there's transparency and honesty to the collective things that you're trying to achieve, walk in this sense. And for me, you know, there's a difference between transparency and honesty. And I heard somebody, I don't know who I want to give that credit to, but I read her somewhere, that transparency, and I agree with it. So when I heard it, I was like, that's how I always thought about it, but this person just framed me well, so I'm taking it. You know how you hear somebody say something that you're like, this is how I've been thinking about it. I'm gonna take it, make it my own. So transparency is really willing, willfully sharing information with others. That's when somebody is transparent, you don't need to ask them about it. They're just voluntarily give you that information. That's transparency. Honesty is them telling you the truth, telling you the truth right away. No lie, no hidden agenda, just being truthful and honest with you. And that's what you want uh, in your team. You want people to be transparent with you right away so you don't have to always inquire. You know people that you are with and you always have to like ask them How are you going? What's going on? The reason why you're asking all that is because there's a blockage in the communication channel. So if the communication is clear, you don't have to ask. They have to willingly give you that information, transparency. And honesty is also, you want to be honest about everything. Honest create trust, right? Honest keep you being truthful to which create trust and trust is also a huge factor in team you know there's a whole book that i read a couple of years ago you know on trust and i'm going to put that book information actually in the in the in the note but you another thing about communication you know the first part is about transparency about honesty and trust you know those are things that you can build it's action but one thing you can do that is extremely important is you have to be a great listener I didn't say good I say great listener and I literally you know you have to be an active listener I literally had in previous podcasts have explained in length What is a great listener attribute? Uh, I believe we went down that path. And I also do an entire webinar where you can find someone on YouTube, I'm pretty sure, on active listening for leader, how that's the key to unlock your your superpower as a leader. So active listening is incredibly important. This is something that will help you be game changer when you lean in and listen. more often and that is something that you know um will help you in your team member team relationship communication it's not just about just talking talking and telling people what you want them to hear but it's really about you taking the time and listening to folks you because when you're listening pretty much what happens is you know you learn everyone you learn about everyone in your team and uh one other quote that i love is when you listen you learn something new, okay? Personal, so it help you with your personal communication style, and you can adapt and grow because you get to listen. You cannot have a, a cookie cutter communication style with everybody. Some people are quiet. Some people are very energetic. Some people are very, uh, some people are very shy. Some people are driven. So your communication style we definitely adapt with each person that, that, that you encounter as part of your team uh, um, effort. So you are able to adapt your communication style. That is also showing each person respect in coming to the level, especially if you are the leader in the team. You just wanna make yourself extremely accessible. And that is me personally, my superpower. So people can openly share everything with you. And I have to say, it's my superpower because for, for a long time I didn't realize that until other people next to me are like, how are you able to have this person that is extremely quiet open up to you so much? And, you just have to make yourself accessible. I have a thing that even the people that are very introvert, not super chatty, are able to just open up to me. And my family will tell you that I am a very introvert, introvert and not super chatty person too. So I guess people relate. But one of the, my strengths is being also beside focus. I'll talk about that a couple of uh, podcasts ago about focus being one of my uh, my my strength but my next strength after focus you know before analytics and all that is really related so I can easily relate to people you know because I pay attention to listen to them and find where we relate so we can connect so that make people for whatever reason open up to me I've had strangers come to me and just tell me everything about their personal life because I just connect with them that way I believe it's because uh, when you're a great listener and you are really, when you go through that listening or training that I do, I really talk about how you really need to be silent when people are talking so you can take everything in the body, the body language, the emotional uh, way of sharing what they're telling you and even things that they're not telling telling you so you can read between the lines. Not that I'm great at that, but that just allows you to be quiet Almost, almost like you were meditating to listen to people and not interrupt them. And that will make you easily accessible to other people. You take time to understand what is happening first and only provide my input as needed. So I really try to take my time to make sure I understand everything. And I have learned that most people just wanna be heard, like Oprah used to say, most people just want to be heard, and I am happy to be a listening ear to all, all of them. So that's just my superpower, and that's something that I wholeheartedly believe in, and that's something that I believe, you know, communication, it's not just about speaking. Everybody feel like, oh, I'm a great orator, right, I'm a great communication communicator, you know, I can write a speech, I can deliver a speech. Those are all great, but can you hear people, you know, can you hear people? Now, the last C we want to talk about today is really collaboration. So, we talk about commitment, communication. Now, we even dive into collaboration. So, what is collaboration? This is also a crucial one to be a good team player. But you have to learn to work with others, you have to learn to stay focused on the main goal and stay committed together as a team. When you're a great team player, people will naturally follow you, they'll follow your direction. So you have to show that you're really committed and continue to communicate with them and just sit at the level so you can collaborate with them and you can make them feel comfortable, that they can feel safe, have that psychological safety to be around you and that that you respect them, there won't be any judgment and that's how they can easily be easily collaborate. All of these characteristics make you a good team player at work, in your professional life, in your personal life. So let's look at how some of these characteristics can apply in your personal life. Hmm. that's the fun and juicy part, I'm sure everybody has been waiting for. And that's the part that we don't talk about a lot, you know, because I mean, everything that I mentioned, you're like, check, check, I can do that. I can communicate, I can commit, I can collaborate, you know, at work, because I feel like in our work, even though we're saying, and this is a new thing, and this is an important thing, that we say everybody should bring their whole self at the work. And that's part of like the pride mental, uh, things that I want to talk about, you know, everybody to bring their whole self. What does that mean? When people bring their whole self, are you really going to be accepting of their whole self? So for you to be acceptable, of the whole self, you need to create a cohesive team, right? And to be able to create a cohesive, each member of the team needs to be great team player. And what are the characteristics for them to be a great team player is what we're talking about here so let's look at how we can apply this so in your relationship right most of my audience and this podcast at 85 percent are women so i'm going to be talking because i'm a woman i'm going to be talking since gender, woman that's what i know about pretty much woman one of the things that women have talked to me about in in uh in coaching, in friendship conversation, in sisterhood conversation, and, and also in my personal life is, um, you have to see your relationship with your partner as a, as a team, you are a team. And I just wish that people think about it from the get to go in the marriage that way. I don't talk a lot about marriage, so you're probably surprised that, ooh, said is talking about marriage, but I think this is, a, I have been married for 10 years, so 10, oh, actually 12, going 12, because the pandemic kind of like made me forget that there was a, a year, a year or two in between 2020 and 2012, The uh, 2022, so yeah, been married almost 12 years this year, so I can talk about relationship, I think, you know, I can talk about relationship. So I will share with you some of the things that I have learned and some of the things that I do and try to continue to improve. It's all about continuing improvement here. So you have to look at your relationship as a teamwork, team collaboration and apply the same team dynamic to it. So that is the first thing. that is the first thing you have to you have so you have to and this is crucial you have to separate your personal goal with your team goal and I am great at that you know like I like to compartmentalize things that I do so this is my personal goal and if you know me you know anything about me you know that I'm involved in a lot of things and I thrive and involving in all those things that's actually how my will get turning because I have to be involved in so many things one day I'm going to take a break but that's not the moment right now we we got the planet to save, literally. We have a planet to save. We have a, a product to deliver. We have a woman to empower. And we have a woman to, to educate on breast cancer, you know. And we have young women to inspire and motivate to up their confidence. And we have young women to empower, to motivate and inspire to become a leader, you know, in the tech space. So that just tell you already things that I'm uh, excited about. And the reason why I don't feel like I should stop one with doing another sidetrack back to the conversation at heart, Lisa. So for me, I have the ability to separate each of my initial. I do that at the beginning of the year. I have a huge map in my home office and I'm able to like, branding and say this is my personal goal and this is my family goal you know these are the initiative that I'm evolving and this is what my family goal is going to be I do that every year so but usually what happens is because you are together in a marriage you know and you act like we are together people working on each other project instead of separate duty mindset around each activity so there's a confusion that happened and I think I have experimented that confusion as well but when you start dividing you are able to conquer properly. so I like to do many things and but do I talk about all my initiative with my husband my partner yes Ninety nine percent of the time, because somehow it impact my couple life, you know. So that's communication. Be able to communicate things to my partner, but we are not working on them together. So if I'm working on my non profit project, my husband is not even my non profit. So he. I don't have accountability to him on my nonprofit. You know, he—I don't expect him to be committed to my nonprofit. Maybe I just communicate because I'm a part of a, another team with him. So it's like a couple of team dynamic happening for me. But similarly, for 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 our professional life, for instance, we are both in IT, engineering, technology, and all that. So we understand pretty much each other area at a high level, like for instance, my husband joke that sometimes when he's talking to people, he speak the quality language to a point where he's like, damn, am I, am I in Kiwi? Because his wife has been in Kiwi so much uh, entire marriage life or be before that, you know, that he at least have at least a 15-year experience in Kiwi just by, you know, sleeping with somebody next to somebody that does Kiwi on a daily basis because, believe it or not, you bring your worker. At home right you bring your mindset of work at home and we're going to talk about that also for women how do you do separation of duty in another podcast not today today we're talking about team we're talking about how you're gonna make your team life better all right so but do we share ideas yes we discuss our idea we discuss our work we discuss detail of our work our initiative that we're driving in the office we're both leader in our organization so we should have initiative we're hiring we're doing things so we discuss those. Right, but we don't have team responsibility to each other. So I'm doing DevOps transformation. I'm doing agile transformation in my organization. My husband does not have any accountability to it, but does he know that I'm doing those kind of things? Yes. If you find an article online about it, he share with me, same thing with him. He's a cloud uh, operational leader. So he's talking cloud, he's building cloud for organization. And when I also read something online on LinkedIn or somewhere, I share with him so that we still collaborate, you know, because we are a team. Because if I'm successful in my career, that's his success. When he's successful in his career, that's also my success. So there's still some team dynamic you know, on a communication level, on a motivational level, on an inspiring level, right? If I go to a conference and I hear something or I hear about company doing something, you know, I share with him. And so, so it's the same thing. So that dynamic is there because we are a couple, we are in a in a team together, and the success of one is the success of the other. So there's still commitment to our professional career, to each other, Right. But there's no, there's still collaboration in a way, and we just communicating so we each know what we're doing because we want to level up. That's another thing that happened in relationship, you know, because people compartmentalize things so much that. One partner is probably leveling up so high over there and the other partner is feeling jealous. The other partner is feeling left out. So you don't want that. You want to be really supportive of each other, career, no matter what's happening. Because one person win is the other person win as well. So that's that's very important. But when it comes to our family affair, couple duty or project that we have together we are a team we we bring all the team dynamic into play we come in play with collaboration commitment and communication at play you know and I have a pet peeve with couple usually when you hear a couple talk about shared responsibility they usually say I do this you know and uh, he does this I do this and I'm like no it shouldn't be that it's a we you know oh you're gonna hear a couple say oh I bought a house like, excuse me but you together so are you buying your house by yourself you know so it's like you don't want to get questioning people but for me that just raised an alarm when I'm hearing men oh man and I've heard both you know uh be be uh, be um be, be, be done you know I've heard both make that mistake. For me, the mistake, you know, because if you're a real couple and you're really in a relationship and a strong and successful relationship, you guys are one. You guys are a group. You guys are a team, play team, and you have to be a team player, and that's how that with your language. Because if your language does not match you, your action is not matching your language or language is not matching your action. Whatever you speak is actually what you're thinking, and that's probably what you're doing. So uh, you have to align on that. So that's kind of my pet piece. But maybe you do this, but you are, you have to be you have to make sure that you know if you are in a healthy and key word is healthy, successful you know uh, relationship, you have to have a shared responsibility. And I know that for us women share responsibility on all goal, outcome and result. And it's one of the things that we do, we are great at that at work and in office, but when it comes to our personal life, we don't have shared responsibility. You know, I bet all the women, you know, or even all the husband at office, they're on top of it, you know, like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this, got to do this. But when it comes to the couple there, that, are oh, I don't know if my wife is going to do this, you know, or the wife is going to, I don't know if my husband is interested, but... If he or she is not, you're not going to move forward with whatever you're trying to do. So, and when I talk to women sometimes, I feel like they feel like the partner are not involved in the project, especially household project or everything that, everything kind of like fall on them, you know, the education of the kids, the decision making, the vacation planning, you know, and I used to make that mistake too early in my, I want to say early in my career, but no, early in my uh, couple life, you know, I used to make that decision. Either I take ownership of everything, you know, while semi-communicating or I don't do anything, you know. So it's, it's, it's both ways. So you really have to think about it, everything that you engage in as a team effort and give, share responsibility to everybody, continuously communicate strongly, effectively be transparent and uh, be able to be honest right away. That's super important. And uh, start by taking responsibility and making your partner comfortable and responsible in every project. Again, there's no I in team. There's only we. And you cannot move faster than the we in team. So no matter what you think you are doing, even if you feel like I have a solution, I have an idea, I have a way to play, it. I'm, I'm snapping my finger, So I apologize for that. If you, sh- if you hear it in the, as a background noise in the podcast, I'm, sm- I'm, I'm snapping my finger because I'm extremely passionate about this topic. And I've spoken to women several times and they feel like, you know, oh, my thought process is way faster. And this is flash news, right? But many and women, you know, usually in this uh, uh, partnership, we don't think the same way and that's okay. that is okay. Sometimes you need somebody that think fast, maybe in a couple you have somebody that is very strategic, they see the big picture and you you, you have some other partner that is very detail oriented. you know so you really want to balance each other. The strategic person could just think big, big picture planning and execution, and then the person that is really detail-oriented can just follow the nitty-gritty. Like for instance, I am somebody, this is like a cheesy example, but for instance, I'm a very detail-oriented, I'm also very strategic and high level, but my day-to-day natural is I am very quality-oriented, so I will double-check and triple-check, investigate everything. So my husband knows that when we want to do something, I mean, as little when we go to the restaurant, he just lied me the the the, the receipt because I have built-in knowledge or behavior to just check. Even when I go out with my friend now, and make them do that. I do that because that's just something that I do. So he knows that I will take care of that part and make sure that nothing is missed Every price is checked, and then we pay appropriately and we give the right tip, and then we leave, you know? So he doesn't have to worry about that part. That's just something that he trusts me more on, and then I take ownership of that. So you have, but you have to, when you're working on a project, be patient with your other team member because they might not be moving at the same path as as at the same speed as you on the same path. So this is very crucial uh, for your responsibility in the couple. It does help uh, remove any friction and frustration. And believe me, I know, because I mean, I've been married for all, almost 12 years and I've been in several relationships before. And I know that those are things that create friction. Communication is also key. Share where you are at any given part time. So you get your partner to fix you and this is the this is another one that we got to talk about you got to make sure that you know you communicate you communicate all the time you communicate the good the bad and the ugly and that is the, the the transparency we're talking about in communication right and the honesty in the communication but where we get really twisted is you Should not, you don't have to get your partner to fix you. Whatever issue it is, you ought to communicate it with transparency without leaving anything out. But the fixing is up to you. Because what happened is we are thinking, if I expose my anxiety, my problem, my frustration to my partner, I'm going to, my partner, might even expected to just rush and problem solve, right? And usually, you know, we, our partner want to problem solve for us because that's part of uh, what bound us in the relationship. They want to help us problem solve. But sometimes you don't even need them to problem solve. You just want them to be aware and acknowledge that this is how you're feeling. So you have to lay everything on the table and then have a less expectation of them fixing you because nobody can fix you. You can only fix yourself. But the fact that you are able to let it out is already, it's almost like awareness, right? Step one is being aware that you have a problem, you know? So if you are not able to voice it and communicate to your partner, and it's the same thing in the teamwork as well, You know, even in a professional setting, if there's an impediment or there's an issue, if your partner or your team member is not able to tell you, you cannot become a a magician. (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm touching my head here like you guys can see me, but you cannot be a magician. You cannot be a magician that are able to explain to your partner what is happening. And we make that mistake, you know, especially as women. Okay, I'm blaming women a lot on this podcast. I'm sorry in advance. I don't even think men listen to my podcast enough to say, yeah, Lisa, you're saying it. So if you want to give a shout out, send this podcast to your male friend and see if they agree with me. But we women, we make mistakes because we want men to guess, you know. I've done it in my life. You want them to guess how you feel, you drive yourself crazy because they're not doing the right guessing. And I think with maturity, you know, I used to guess like, I mean, I don't do that anymore. But especially wrong gifting, right? So your your partner asks you like, what do you want? You just like, oh, you better find something for me. Well, if you say, he's gonna buy you a bread. As a Christmas gift, he's going to buy you a bread because you were walking in one and say, oh, that bread smells good. He's going to bring you a piece of bread, literally, if you don't tell him exactly. So I've learned my lesson. I've learned to communicate and say, this is what I want. And sometimes I can give three choices. This is what I want. Option one, two, three. And... 99% of the time, my partner, thank God, have listened and have followed through and have, you know, been able to to show up with with that and make me, you know, happy in in essence. So that's really a nice way to communicate, especially for us women, you know, but then don't let the fixing up to anybody. And I love to say, do not outsource your healing to your partner. It's your duty to be whole and happy in a relationship. It is your duty to yourself. And everywhere, we do that also in our professional life. We do that also in our personal life. And we also do in our social life that we're gonna talk about shortly here. In, in our professional life, we are in a walk that we we are not in a toxic work environment. We are not being treated well and we stay there. We stay there, you know, sometimes we don't say it, we don't share because we, we're afraid of, there's no psychological safety, so we're afraid of sharing it. But even if you don't share it, but you can make a move and decide to leave on your own, right, so you don't leave, you don't share it, and you just like hate the people. And then the more you hate the people, it's showing up. The people can see you through the, the Zoom camera that you hating them. It's like ooh, oozing out of it, right? So, and the same thing in a relationship, You don't communicate that you are not happy. You don't communicate that you are unsatisfied in this area. And that resentment creates other negative effects in your life. And that that, that adds some sickness. That adds to like hormone imbalance. That adds to so many things that we can't even talk about. But it definitely impacts your health. And we don't want that. So you do not want to outsource your healing to anybody, your healing is your job you got to heal yourself and make yourself whole and happy in any relationship that is your power that you have if you don't remember anything for today episode keep your healing Don't outsource it, make it your priority. And we have talked in the past about self-care. I can make another episode about different things you can do for your self-care, but there's so much out there about around self-care these days, but you gotta take care of yourself and you gotta work on your personal healing. All right, so the last part is kind of like the favorite, but it's gonna be a short session because I think I have like, uh, we're gonna wrap it up very soon. I have elaborate a lot on the professional, on the personal because full transparency, this is not my, my cup of tea, you know? I have to be honest. I don't have a lot of experience in the social part of being a good team player because I'm a super friendly person okay I can say that but meaning my social circle is extremely small I don't I usually don't have a lot of people that I'm super close to you know I'm a work in progress in that area that's full transparency and I've really never invested too much time to be like a highly social person that have a lot of uh, Canada address, like we say in French, of social people, you know, Uh, and this is something that I'm super transparent about, you know. In terms of that IQ, I don't have that IQ to nurture a friend. At least I don't think. Whenever I had a coach uh, back in twenty twenty, we were talking, and she's like, "No, don't say that. You actually do. You actually. I see you on LinkedIn. I see you. I have known you on social media through social media." And she feel like I do, but I feel like you know I don't have a huge, uh, social life. You know, I don't have that IQ. Maybe I just make I just become too hard on myself. But anyway, but I'm I'm fearlessly a loyal friend. So those that, like I say, focus on the strength. Actually, the next podcast is going to be about focus on your strength, you know, and knowing yourself and focusing on what are you good at and be able to articulate that at any given point so people don't make a choice and decision about you and it's confusing you. So I know that I'm a fiercely loyal um, friend, you know, my uh, I'm in my early 40s, Yep, early 30s and my longest friendship is almost like 35 years so I have known my longest friend in elementary school and we are still friends today have we been friends all our life no because we lose contact we travel and stuff like that but yeah I'm a very fierce fiercely loyal person when I love you I love you till the car come home you don't want to mess with me that's another that's another episode or maybe that's this episode <laughs> so but then because certain people require too much maintenance you know I don't I don't really prefer friendship that will require maintenance I don't do well maybe that's the episode with people that are toxic ambivalent and highly dramatic friendship because I never felt like Having a big friend really mattered much to me, you know? maybe because I grew up as the only child and I've grown up to just be locked in my room, you know, reading books, writing my poem, and just doing things on my own. So I never felt like I have a huge social need to be able to, you know feel happy. and that's okay. Everybody is different. But um, I've had people lately, you know, uh, for those that know that I'm their friend, you know, they know that I'm their right and die. And I can claim that I have a lot of right and die friends. And I, I am a right and die friend for a lot of people. Anyway, that was a side note because uh, I've been reflecting a lot on friendship after one old friend, uh, I listened on his podcast, that shall not be named, that uh, referred to me as the worst enemy. And I've never refer to anybody in my life as the enemy Nor have i even considered that people can be your enemy to that point so um it's almost like to each its zone now the only thing that i want to talk about in uh, a one teamwork in your social uh, setup is really to have respect and boundary. At least that's what I've learned, you know. I strongly believe that socially, you have to be respectful of other people, you know. And I've learned that way too long ago. And that's actually what has helped me to be able to have long friendship, you know, long, loyal friendship, because I respect my friend tremendously. I respect their choice. I respect their decision. I love them through thick and thin, you know even though I'm a highly opinionated people, but I respect, because when you respect somebody, you value them to a point where you don't want to push your opinion or your agenda on them. I also create a lot of boundary. For me, I create boundary for me naturally, and we talk about boundary in an episode uh, before, right? But the reason why I create boundary is because I expect people to also give me boundary. I expect to also give them boundary. So I strongly believe that you have to be respectful. You have to have boundary. And I rarely comment on people's relationship or I embrace them the way they are. And uh, it allowed me to be quickly an ally. And my mom used to joke, my mom still joke, that I have all kinds of friends, you know, because, because of that, For me, my core value is really respect and boundary, right? And uh, when I choose to be friends with you, that's because I feel like there's something that we match up with. There's something that vibrates us together. And the two things that I keep in place for my friendship, you know, is really respect and boundary. You know, if you disrespect me, it's going to cut it. If you cross my boundary, it's going to be the end of the friendship most likely. And I do, I expect the same from my friend as well. So... It allowed me to be a good ally, you know, and ally, I'm using ally here very lightly, but ally as in like a strong ally, you are a partner to somebody, you believe in them, you embrace them, you love them, you respect them. And that also allow you to be inclusive and respect people, lifestyle, people, choice, people, decision, people, reasoning of doing things and just love them through it. Because sometimes in social life and friendship, what you just what people are just looking for, as we mentioned earlier, is just somebody to hold space for them, right? hold space for them and just be there because you can actually be there for somebody without interjecting yourself in their life. you know They just know that this is a person that can be there for me. You just want to be like a glass, not a mirror, but you just want to be a glass thing in there so that they can talk through things they can share and you don't have to add your strong opinion. So the listening skill that we mentioned earlier becomes super crucial in in, in, in that play. So once you you also help you emulate the respect. So as a matter of fact, as we are in June and June is Pride Month, you know, I'm sure you have friends in your social circle that are part of the LGBTQ community and you should embrace them, respect them. I remember a couple of years ago, I had a team member. That with well, the first time I met him, I knew he was gay. There was no doubt. I just know because I had gay friend before, and uh, we never talked about his uh, relationship, sexuality, gender, nothing around that. You know. But as uh, we became closer and I was uh, working with him, he kept uh, referring to his uh, friend Jim as uh, his roommate. And I used to, so one day, you know, I call him on it, you know, I say, don't refer him uh, to your roommate, you know, call him two things. Either you call him Jim in the conversation, so I know who you're talking about, or you say my partner, because it made me feel very uncomfortable. Because me, when I'm in a conversation, I'm talking about my husband, I say his name. Or when I'm talking about my daughter, I say my daughter or I say ESB, you know. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, he understood that uh, I I show him that I embrace him, I respect him. And that's also show him that inclusion. And that is a small act of respect, of love and allyship. And it's really a small act that show you how you can easily be an ally. And to be an ally that encourages other is, is really what this platform is about. You know, it's really, you know, allow people to live their full potential. And people cannot live their full potential if they cannot be their whole self. That's what I was talking about earlier. If they cannot be the whole self around you. You're not gonna be trans. you're gonna get you're not gonna get transparency from them. You're not gonna get honesty from them because they're hiding something around you, or they don't wanna be fully themselves around you. So it, it's full circle moment. It comes full circle as part of a team. Whatever you put in your mind, I'm hoping that you know you understand or you gain that there's no I in in team, but there's we in team. We are in this together. We can make this happen. Whatever we put our mind to, we can do it. And I'm hoping in this episode of We, the We In Team, you have gained some new insight on your team dynamic in your professional life, in your personal life, with your kids, your spouse, your friend, and your social life. It's the same dynamic you know, we can do it. Remember the 3C. You have to be committed to the relationship. You have to be committed to the team. You have to over-communicate with transparency and honesty, and then you have to collaborate, you know, because when the team win, you win. I'm going to leave you with one of, there's so many code. You know, I love code, but I'm going to leave you with a uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, around leadership and listening and team. So it's uh, from um, it's from uh, listening is like oxygen for leader. Without the team, they cannot survive or thrive. And that is how we're gonna end today. So again. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Up Your Confidence podcast. We're gonna continue throughout the years, as you have realized. This year has been all solo episode, and I'm actually loving them. I'm actually loving having the solo episode because you get to hear from me, Lizette, and also it get to make uh, the podcast not lengthy. But we get to hit subjects that are really crucial, that are really crisp and focused. So for the rest of the year, we're going to continue this way because that's not how we started the year. But as I start doing the solo podcast, I started enjoying it. And to be truthful, this is our second year. We literally started in uh, May 2020. And then we we started in April 2020. Then we accelerate after I took my podcast class and had a big huge opening again in June 2020. So we are celebrating second year of the podcast and our third season. So we have grown a lot and my initial idea uh, to be transparent and to be honest has always uh, to to do the podcast alone to do the podcast uh, uh, as a, as a solo podcaster but i wanted to build an audience i wanted to build uh, the information and also build my own confidence to be truthful cuz uh it's not easy just coming picking a topic that you're passionate about and just go on and on and on um for hours and talking about it you know without somebody because when you interview people it's a different energy right but when you by yourself it's it's a total it's a total different uh, experience and uh, I had to grow into that and I feel like at this point I'm extremely comfortable with my own voice Oops, I'm extremely comfortable with myself. Uh, I still want to do this on camera so we can have some footage on YouTube. But for now, you know, we are going to stay with the podcast being solo for the rest of the year. And I have a great content that we are working on with my team. I have a great, uh, uh, we are working on an ebook that are coming soon. We are also working on uh, a confidence uh, quote because I've been sharing a lot of quotes on this podcast. So we're going to share all that um, by the end of the summer, hopefully. My team is uh, working super hard on that right now. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, until then, stay safe, stay blessed and uh, continue to rock with us. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed the conversation and find it inspiring or educational, please share with your friends, family, and colleagues because sharing is caring. And when you up your confidence, your friends will up their confidence too. Leave us a review and also follow our Facebook page, Up Your Confidence. We are growing and excited to continue the conversation. You can always DM or email your host on Instagram at zsquare4 and zsquare on all other social media or visit her website at zsquarecorner.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, remain blessed, and up your confidence every day.